Praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study. We're in chapter 10. Today will be part 4. Uh, Going to be a wonderful teaching this morning. I've been looking at it. I've been looking at it. Every time I open the Word of God, I, I just see more and more light <clears throat> of Jesus. Uh, God wants us to see. He wants us to see the light of who Christ is and what Christ has done for us at Calvary. And this 10th chapter of Romans is just... It's just one of the most wonderful things you will ever hear uh, as it relates to Jesus and what he did for us at Calvary and the way that God speaks from heaven through uh, the different uh, avenues that he's given men. And we'll see some of that this morning in the 10th chapter of Romans. Again, it's part four. It's the 16th day of April 2020. Uh, we are uh, going through this uh uh, noisome pestilence, this unclean spirit all over the earth uh, called COVID-19, the coronavirus. And I'm just believing God to remove that thing and to let uh, the, the people go back to work. But I also believe in the midst of this, God is trying to wake us up and prepare us and and please I know there's uh, ever everybody don't have access to to those who are really ministering the truth of God's word but hear me if you follow this ministry what we're going through now God has been very merciful in all that we're going through and we need to understand this is a trial run this is a trial run of things to come and you need to be prepared for that. You, you don't need to wait until uh, things hit to have what you need and, uh, at home. And you, 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 need, you need to use wisdom. I'm, I'm by no means speaking of living in fear, but I am by all means speaking of living in wisdom and, and knowing the times. Jesus rebuked his disciples for not recognizing the time in which they live. And unless you do that, you're not, you're not going to uh, uh, see the urgency and the necessity for you to draw from God's wisdom, which can take place for every person who's trusting in Christ Jesus and what he's accomplished for them at Calvary. And so this, this is a trial run for the things that are coming ahead. And you need to be equipped with the word. You need to be uh, prepared even with <clears throat> the things that you may need to have in your home. And again, I'm, I'm not one of those people running around looking at every cloud thinking that something atomic's going to drop out of it. But I am a person who draws from the, the wells of, of the salvation of the Lord. And, and, and the, Jesus taught that wisdom is known of her children. So you need to be prepared. You don't need to live in fear and you don't need to get involved in all this uh, stuff where, you're, you know, where your heart is just filled with the politics and the conspiracy issues and all these things. You and I need to stay the course and just look, keep looking unto Jesus and living a quiet, peaceable life, sharing the Word of God at every opportunity we have and living it most importantly, praise God. So this morning on this uh, fourth session of Romans chapter 10, we're going to be looking uh, at how the law had a declaration, the righteousness of the law had a declaration. It spoke uh, to men, but also the righteousness which is of faith speaks to men. It is a declaration. We're going to look at that wonderful uh, topic today. And if you will look in... Uh, verse uh, 5 
we see, and we talked about this in the last session a little bit, Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, and that declaration is this, that the man which does those things, the law, the men, the, the people who live according to the law and obey the law shall live by them. But here's the bad news, not one man ever did. Not one man ever could except the one that was born of a virgin who came from heaven to be our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. No other man has ever been fully obedient even though we may have never committed that but really in God's eyes we're guilty of breaking all the law because He says, and it only matters what He says, not what we say. God says if you've broken one law, you're just guilty. You're a lawbreaker. You're guilty of all. We've lied when we, we didn't know we were lying even. We've hated. You know, you got people out there on the streets with signs, uh, 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 you know, all against abortion, which is murder. I agree absolutely it is murder. But you got some of those folks out there who hate their brothers, hate their family, hate, hate, hate people. In God's eyes, that's a murderer. So we're just judging, condemning while we're condemned. What the Bible says, whatever you're condemning somebody with, you're condemned as well because we're not, we're not the law giver. And only the law giver can condemn. And think about that. So the righteousness that comes by the law, well, guess what? It could never come because Romans chapter 8 says our flesh was weak and it, it couldn't do what it, what, what it it wasn't meant to do. It, it couldn't redeem us. Think about that. What the law could not do in that our flesh was weak. God had to send His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to condemn sin in His flesh. Nobody's ever been obedient to the law. That's why God had to set up the sacrificial system even more intensely. It was already in place from the Garden of Eden. But, but when God set... Uh, gave the law to Moses. He was also uh, showing them the tabernacle, its furnishing, setting up the priesthood and all of that because only through the blood could God look at disobedient men, which we all have been and are, and, and, and be merciful and gracious to us. Praise God. He is and has always been through the blood, merciful and gracious to those who would come to him through that avenue. But the righteousness which is of the law, remember, had never saved anybody because you got to be righteous and perfect. Amen. And that only happens in Christ. But I want you to get this today. The righteousness of the law is a declaration. And God through Moses made it. The man which does those things shall live by them. Well, no man ever did those things. All guilty. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So watch this. In Romans chapter 10 verse 6 says, but the righteousness which is of faith has a declaration as well. It speaks as well. Both these avenues have a voice. Now remember 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 says the law doesn't speak to the righteous. Not for the righteous. The law of Moses no longer speaks to us because we have uh, hearkened unto the voice of 
the declaration of righteousness by faith, not righteousness by thinking we can do something to be righteous, but righteousness which is of faith of the Lord Jesus Christ and His righteous work at Calvary, Isaiah 32 and 17. I've been saying that for the last three weeks. I hope it's getting into your spirit. Those of you that follow us on a continual basis, and if you're watching us new this morning, make sure you go and find the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and you can hear a multitude of teachings and preaching sessions of God's Word in the context that it was written, which is righteousness. It cannot come by what we do, which is works of the law, it can only come as we hearken unto the voice that is speaking the righteousness to us. Watch this. The righteousness which is of faith, verse 6, speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from heaven, or who shall ascend into the deep, that is to bring Christ again from the dead. So, Okay, well what does the righteousness which is of faith Declare. What does it declare? What says it? Verse 8 says, The word is nigh thee, it's near thee. It's even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Paul didn't preach anything but the righteousness of God, which is the righteousness by faith. The righteousness of faith that is of God through faith in Jesus Christ. That's all he preached. And, and that's why the Judaizers hated Paul because he, he was now saying that Christ, if you go back in verse 4 in this 10th chapter, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. You must believe the new declaration that has come, that Christ has become your righteousness in that He carried out that work of righteousness. Not what you do, but what He did. Not even what you do to try to confirm your salvation. Jesus authored and finished your faith. That means you can't add to what Jesus did at Calvary. You can't add to that. He lived a perfect life without sin, flaw at all, obeyed all the law, every jot and tittle, every feast, celebration, rite, ceremony. He did it all without flaw, without sin in word, thought, or deed. And then... He remained obedient even unto death on the cross. He authored and he finished. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. That's why there's not a, a new faith today. It's the same faith of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he, in, in what He did at Calvary to become our righteousness because we can't be righteous unless our faith is in His righteous work at Calvary. Again, Isaiah 32, 17. The work of righteousness is peace. The effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance. Hallelujah. Praise God. So watch this now. What saith it? The word is nigh thee even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The, is, the Jewish people had the word of God. They had the, pro, the prophecies of the Christ to come who would, who would justify them, who would deliver them from the enemy 
and who would give them a new heart, Ezekiel declared, a new spirit, all these promises given. They had the word of the Lord. It was, listen, it, it's an ivy. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now, I know there's a false word of faith movement uh, all amongst up in the church today thinking that, that it's what you declare with your lips. No, it's never what you declare with your lips. It's always what you're believing with your heart. And you need to remember that. But <clears throat> so the word of faith that's out there today, if it's not the preaching of the cross for all initial salvation and all salvation and all grace for all ministry and all grace for every capacity, it's not the proper word of faith because it is the word of the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us. So let's explain that. In Galatians 2.20, Paul said, The life I live now in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. What, that, what is that faith? That, that loved me and gave Himself for me. So the word, look, the word of faith that we preach is the word of God. It's the word of the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us. Watch that. <clears throat> that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. The, the obtaining of that declaration by God that whosoever believes on His Son shall not perish but have everlasting life, shall be made righteous, shall be justified. Hallelujah. Now let's go back to Romans chapter 3 to the very place where we can see in more specific detail uh, even than this is where the declaration was made and what it really said. So let's go back to Romans chapter 3 and let's go down to verses. Uh, let's just go back to, down to verse 22. Oh, this gets, oh man, you just get excited. Let's watch this now. Let's, how about verse 21? Now you got to be careful if you start backing up. You'll be in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 before you know it because it's all good and it's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> verse 21 says, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, watch this, very good here, unto all and upon all. The righteousness of God is twofold. It's who you are now in Christ, the righteousness of God. You've been made a servant of righteousness, Romans chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, and God has cloaked you with that linen garment, that, that robe of righteousness, hallelujah, that if you'll walk in this faith, you will have that covering even upon you. Now, now, now be careful now. Uh, you have to keep your faith in the work of Christ at Calvary, even if you've been saved 40 years and you've been taught that now, 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 you have to do, do, do all these things. No, it's still the work of Christ at Calvary that gets you the very experience of God moving and changing and using you through you today or it's really not him it's you and your flesh now never forget that never forget that that the righteousness of God is unto all and upon all 
them that believe, for there is no righteousness. And what I was about to say is, uh, there in Revelation, one of the churches, Jesus has said, there's some among you who have not, Christians, this is the church. This is not tares among the wheat. This is the church. And he's saying some of you have not defiled your garments. That means some of them have defiled their garments. <clears throat> some of you have not defiled your garments. Now the warning was to those who had defiled their garments. That means that they were no longer being led by the spirit of truth in the path of righteousness, bearing forth the fruits of righteousness because their faith was no longer in Christ and his work of righteousness at Calvary. That's where 99% of the church is today. If you're truly born again, you won't ever uh, object to what Jesus did at Calvary to get you saved, but 99% of the church today will object to, to that being all you need to trust in for all the grace of God, all the things that you need today. You need, you need to beware of that because that is the if we begin to trust in these books that are written, like the Purpose Driven, the Government of Twelve, these are all golden calf ministries, golden calves built up by men to try to make us think that uh, God needs some help. Listen, Jesus authored and finished my faith. He did the work and finished the work of righteousness. Oh, at Calvary, hallelujah. <clears throat> and now for anything that's going on in my life to be considered a righteous fruit unto God. If His fruits are increasing in my life, it's because the work of the Holy Spirit is legally allowed to, to, to work in my life because my faith is in the legal work of Christ at Calvary, Romans 8, 2. And now, because that's where my faith is, that declaration of righteousness, not some other declaration that I'm trying to go back under and listen to that tells me if I do this and do that, then God will deliver liver and God will do all these. No, listen, I'm still hung up on what God did because he loved me so much that he did the work of righteousness. He finished the work that I would need to, to have faith to be able to live for. So in Revelation, there's Christians who defile their garments. There's only one way to defile my garment and that's stop trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary. And God knows who's trusting in that work and not everybody is that says they are. We say, yeah, 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 I know about the cross, but we also, we also have to, and they're talking about, they're not talking about just works to express Christ. They're talking about works to be pleasing. They're talking about works to, to be righteous and have righteous fruit. Listen, there's a big difference between what I do and what the Spirit of God does in and through me, and we don't need to forget that. And no Christian just willfully with his mind says, I'm not going to trust in the cross anymore. No, we're, we're uh, deceptively, deceitfully brought into uh, uh, golden calf schemes of the enemy through men who have things that seem right to them and through the lust of our own flesh to get certain things we, we go after those. Well, that's a garment defiled right there. I didn't say you were lost, but that's a garment defiled. That's why God wrote the church that we see in Revelation. Say there's some among you that have not defiled their garments yet. So we need to be careful with that. You are in Christ at the right hand of the Father, but we need more ministers focused on that, yes, but also is your walk 
justified? Is the fruit you're bearing justified before God? Is, is the experience, the condition, the activity of your life pleasing to God or, or has your garment been defiled? Because if you keep going in the path where the garment is undefiled, the Bible is clear. You could very well lose your soul. I don't care what your mom and daddy taught you. You better get in the Word and understand what the Word says. But watch this now. Some of you got mad, but you'll get over it. You'll get over it if you get in the Word. Amen. He says, The righteousness of God, verse 22 of Romans 3, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. And we'll see that that's what it means. The righteousness of God is by faith, His faith, what He did, Jesus. Watch this. Unto all... And upon all them that believe. That's where we come in. The righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. That's where we come in. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, whether they're Israelites, whether they're whatever, any Gentiles, it don't matter. Watch this. Being justified freely by His grace. Never forget, make sure you write it down, look at it. Look at it. Jesus, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. Jesus by the grace of God. His grace. Jesus by the grace of God. That means through His humility and His obedience and receiving the grace of God, what God was doing in Him to reconcile sinners to Himself. Come on now. Jesus by the grace of God through faith tasted death for all men. So it's only that grace. Watch this, verse 24, Romans 3. We're in Romans 3 because it's intensifying with specific details about what we're studying in Romans chapter 10. He says, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in, and that word means His death, in Christ Jesus, in His death. At Calvary, that's what you and I as Christians were immersed into by the Spirit of God. Romans chapter 6 verse 3, don't you know? Don't you know, the Bible says. Know ye not that all those who've been baptized into Christ have been baptized, immersed into His death. That's where God found us, chose us, Ephesians 1, 4, in Christ. Amen. Before the foundation of the world, God saw what he would do for the sins of humanity and he saw all those who would believe in Christ, in his death for their sin, atonement for their sin. That's where he chose you in your choice to believe upon Christ. Hallelujah. He didn't make you a robot and he didn't make you believe. He offered you the gospel upon the conviction of your sins when you heard the gospel and he offered to save your soul. Hallelujah. And you believe. Thank the Lord for that. Watch this now. Being justified freely means I can't earn it, pay for it, can't work for it. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in him, Christ Jesus. Watch now. The next two verses is where we're going that relates to where we're at in Romans chapter 10. Here we are, Romans 3, verse 25. Whom God has set forth, this Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, and that actually means a mercy seat. <laughs> Through faith <coughs> in His blood to declare His righteousness. Now, see, it's 
His faith, it's His grace, it's His knowledge, it's His kingdom, it's His cross, it's His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. God has for He is bare with us, long suffering, been patient all these years to finally bring His Son on the scene, offer His Son with such a powerful sacrifice that His obedience unto death allowed Him to be raised from the dead because now the wages of sin had been paid for by Jesus. Hallelujah. And He was able to go get those who were in paradise, who were not able to have the garments of righteousness fully upon them that allowed them to go to heaven before he came. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that good news? Watch this. He says in verse 26, here, see, here is what we're talking about in Romans 10 today is the righteousness, the, that which is the righteousness of faith, what it speaks. See, the righteousness is which is of the law that came through Moses said the man that lives by him, the man that does the law lives by him. Well, no man could. The righteousness of faith speaks on this wise. The righteousness of faith in Christ, the faith of Christ, speaks this to declare, and it declares this. I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be just. We don't talk enough about this. First of all, Jesus had to be justified in God's eyes. What do you mean? He, he, he never had sin absolutely right. That's what, that's what made him just. He lived a perfect, sinless life and became our sin-bearing offering. He never committed a sin. That's hard for us to really tolerate or even comprehend because we're so bound. And, 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 and sin just is everywhere. And, and, we, and we live in a sinful world and we are sinful. But thank God for the blood of His Son Jesus. Now watch this, that He might be just. Jesus had to be just first in the eyes of God. What do you mean? He had to live a sinless life. He had to be completely perfect. And he was tested in every area. Tested. Tempted in every area. And overcame in every area for you and me. He became just in God's eyes because he was completely obedient even unto death on the cross in laying his life down, which by the way, John 10 and 18 says that's the commandment he had when he was sent to you and me to lay his life down. Watch this, that he might be just first. Jesus had to be just before he could justify us. Hallelujah. And, the, and this was so wonderful. We just had resurrection uh, weekend this past Sunday. And know this, the reason Jesus could be resurrected from the dead, now that was an act of obedience too. Because Jesus said he had the power to lay his life down and to take it up again because he had this commandment of the Father. Yes, to lay his life down and if he humbly and obediently lived a sinless life and was obedient even unto death, guess what? That obedience keeps working and even then allowed him to be raise himself from the dead by the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And that obedience keeps going today if we keep our faith in that righteous declaration of the work of righteousness Jesus did at Calvary. Then when our faith is in that, we become obedient to God. He cloaks us with that robe of righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
That's good news, isn't it? See, it's a declaration. Watch this. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness. Remember what verse 25 said, whom God set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare. The declaration comes through the faith in the blood of Jesus. Let me give you something else. We don't have much time today, but Hebrews chapter 1, let's read this. I don't want to mess it up. Hebrews chapter 1 says this, God in verse 1, God who in, at sundry times and in diverse manners, in different times and at many times in various manners, spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his Son. He's talking about that declaration that came through the blood. We just read it. Glory to God. God has spoken to us in these last days by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. The way he speaks to us in these last days by his Son, we just read it in Romans chapter 3, is through the righteousness declared in his blood. Now think about that. Now let's move over to Hebrews 12. And if I'm not messing this up, I think it's Hebrews 12 and 24. Yes, watch this. Glory to God. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, the one who died, was raised from the dead, that all who believe upon him, he can mediate and, and impart the blessings of the new covenant to them. Look, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, the blood that purified us, that speaks better things than that of Abel. Abel's blood has a declaration in it, and the blood of Jesus has a greater declaration in it. And God is speaking to us in these last days through His Son. Yes, we can look at the prophets and see the greater now declaration of Jesus even coming through them to us. Hallelujah. But it's all only heard and experienced and maintained, not by works of the law, but our faith in that declaration of righteousness that's only heard through faith in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now that is good news today. And I'm excited that you've tuned in and you're watching this because verse 10 says, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And we're going to have to take here up right here this next Monday morning. So you join us at 8.30. Do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Get you some fruit and help others, by the way, in doing this. Share these teachings. Share these teachings. The, the, the people of God need to hear this. The lost world needs to hear this. And just maybe somebody will click on it and be convicted and hear the truth of God's Word because that's what everybody's really looking for. Even if they're not walking in it, that's really what all humanity is looking for, that which is right and real, the truth. And it's found only in God's Word, and His name is Jesus. I'll see you in the morning at 9 a.m. in the studio, online, of course. 
and uh, for our Timothy teaching. And I know you're praying for us. We're praying for you. Don't forget to sow into the ministry. You can text your giving to 903-231-5950 or you can give on the website at thecrosswaychurch.com. I love you. God bless you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. I'll see you then. God bless.